Get out the insurance cards, get out the co-pays. The office is open, my friends. Brought to you by DrRoto.com. It's time once again for everybody to come aboard that Green Screens Media Train. Recording live from somewhere. This is one and done, your fast things, <laughs> your fast break for all things college hoops, of it's course. Too fast. <laughs> it's, it's too fast, it's too furious, and I'm trying to push some buttons back here. Miss our guy, Eric the Blue, of course, he's not here. But first of all, this is your fast break for all things college basketball. This is one and done. I am the conductor of the aforementioned Green Screens Media Train. My name is Jay Heinrich. You can follow me on Twitter at... Dr. William Cannon, on tonight's show, of course, we're going to hit on a little transfer portal updates. Like always, Mike's going to give you his top 300, updated top 300 as well. we got five breakout candidates from the Power Five conferences, or from the Power Conferences, I should say, and five mid-major stars to watch. Now that we got through all that, let's get to the man we're here to see, El Capitan himself. You can follow that man on Twitter, at MCHolland34. That's the OG Money Mike. The captain himself. That's Mike Collin. What to do, baby? We're back, man. We're back. We're almost to August, which means football starting pretty soon, which we know we're excited about. But guess what's around the corner? November's not that far, really, when you think about it. I mean, you turn an 8 in August to an 11 in November, and uh, there we are. Uh, and then a shout-out to our guy, man, uh, Jay Heinrich here on the ones and twos and hosting because for some reason, I don't know how this guy gets all these <laughs> vacations approved. Uh, <laughs> yours truly at Fantasy Nab, Mr. Eric Romoff, is uh, somewhere on the beach still. Like, we don't even have an update. Like, he's just at the beach. I've never heard of anyone taking, you know, just <laughs> two-week vacation. Uh, so he, hopefully he's enjoying himself. But, yeah, you teed it off, man. Uh, check out the new site, drrodo.com. We've, uh, you know, updated some things there. You know, you can find all of our work, uh, especially my top 300 big board. We're going to have some college basketball articles start to trickle in uh, as we get through uh, get through August, um, heading towards the season. And we know you've got some NFL content coming out, Jay. I do some NBA. Eric dabbles in pretty much everything since he gets to take all this time off. So, uh, yeah, man, I'm doing great. And, uh, yeah, I'm ready to talk about – man, we had, we had some uh, some interesting news drop earlier today that we had to add to the uh, to the show. And I'm excited to talk about some guys uh, that maybe don't get as much love but in the mid-majors later on. So it'll be a lot of fun. Yeah, had to, had to add to the show sheet. Uh, definitely a big topic, especially because we've been hyping up the West Coast basketball. So some stories from out there. Um, but yeah, we're happy to be here tonight for you guys and gals, of course. Uh, don't forget, again, our guy on vacation, Eric, Eric the Blue, will be back very soon. We miss him. You miss him. We all miss him. It's all great. You can see scrolling at the bottom of your screen here, at One and Done CBB is where you can find the Twitter page for this show. At Get Green Screens is the main Green Screens Media Twitter page. Once you go ahead and give both of those is it a follow. <laughs> Oh, it's X now. Yeah. You're right. Like, and X going to give it to you. <laughs> X going to give it to you. Hey, I and I saw that. He Here stole we go. <laughs> I'm mute now. Go ahead. <laughs> he stole that. He stole, that's a that's a, like a, a letter from a like a type of text, a font that you could buy for thirty dollars. I read and I saw it. I looked at it, it, it. I mean, I see. And but you know where I saw that? I saw it on X. So that doesn't mean that it was true. But anyways. 
Go to X and follow us. Go to Twitter if you want. I got a Threads account coming up. I know Mike does too. We're trying. Mm. We're gonna try. To, we're gonna have to get into that once this bird <laughs> app collapses because it's bound to happen. But Mike, let's cut to the chase here. We uh, we've been burying the lead here yeah, long enough. Cool, Why don't we get to some news and notes and some transfer portal stuff too? But let's go ahead and lead off with the item that you and I talked about earlier that we had to add to the show sheet a little bit late, and uh, that was a health scare for Bronny. Yeah, man, uh, kind of out of nowhere, right? Like we get the message on the phone and then Twitter, uh, the Twitter alerts start popping up that uh, Bronny James, uh, the incoming five-star freshman combo guard, who is obviously the son of LeBron James, if you've been living under a rock, yes, that is happening. Uh, doing some summer summer workouts. They're about to go on a uh, a trip, right, to do some a foreign tour. And crazy man, he just uh, collapsed and just a scary situation. Cardiac arrest, right? And yeah, luckily everything seems to be going okay. Especially you know, not even 24 hours later. Kind of a similar situation last year to what we saw with the uh, Vince Uchuku, um, the five star big man that we didn't get to see till uh, January. So I don't know, man. I, I don't know, especially with his profile. I, I mean, they're saying cardiac, right? Like that's serious. I don't know if we're going to see him, what LeBron you know, is going to want to do with it, you know, for his son's best interest. I don't know that we see him play, man. I don't just where are you at on this and how shocked were you by the news? Like, it's yeah, just, obviously, obviously with something like this, right. It's the player's health. It comes first, right. Their well-being, their livelihood. And, and obviously, you know, Thoughts go out to to Bronny and 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 the James family and the USC family as well out there. Uh, that's obviously a scary situation to have to be a part of. But uh, obviously, this puts a little bit of a damper on that Trojan backcourt. But that takes a backseat to everything else in terms of uh, you know the bigger picture. We want to make sure that he's healthy for the you long term. Gonna, you think he's going to play, man? Like Uchuku came back in January. Do you think he maybe comes back? And I guess we don't have enough information because it just happened, right? right. Like, well, okay. So if we want to talk about like cardiac arrest and athletics and, and big time athletics, you know, Hamlin, the guy yeah. from Buffalo, right? He's been cleared to play football again. Right. Obviously, that was like a split second, like one in a trillion, like yeah. you know, trillionth of a second sort of an impact that caused that for him. And he has the same chance of that happening again, but then going out. Uh, depending on what type of heart ailment Bronny's dealing with here, right. this could be more than that. You know, th th there's a lot. I, I, I don't like speculating on people's health. And I see a lot of that on social media right now. I see conspiracy people like getting their jabs in and, and doing whatever it is they want to say. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not diving into that man at all. Oh but what I do know is that we need to make sure that that, that this guy's health is is up front and first and foremost. So thoughts and prayers. If that's what you do, if you're a praying type, you know, do that for Bronny. Thoughts go out to the James family. Next, Mike Jose Perez. Okay, let's uh, let's get in. Let's <laughs> Here we go. Then let's get out. Here we go. Back and forth. Back and forth. Huggy Bear leaves. Blah blah blah. What's going on? Jose Dude. Perez is now back to Morgantown. Dude, this guy's career. <laughs> I feel like we talk about. We've probably talked about Jose Perez more <laughs> for someone that hasn't played meaningful yeah. basketball. I mean, you know, we've talked about it. Like the storylines are there, right? His last three coaches fired. The whole Manhattan issue with C. Massiello. He doesn't get the waiver, which I think he should have gotten the waiver last year, right? Because of 
the circumstances that happened like two weeks before the season uh, and then the Huggins thing. And then I saw on Twitter, the Huggins is at the, uh, the, uh, the basketball tournament, the one with the, uh, the, I guess they get to the million dollars, all the, you know, college, uh, <laughs> I guess he was at the game tonight um supporting the west virginia alumni so we know that whole yeah story. wait isn't is, he was isn't he still he's the coach yeah, there right yeah he's right <laughs> in his in his mind like yeah i don't know man so me too me too yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly i don't know what, what to I, I guess this is a you know eric we were talking about this in our text thread and eric brought it up this seems like a, an nil thing maybe you know west virginia we know is that uh, pretty pretty good deals with the NIL here and, and guys want to stay. But maybe this is a case of Perez just doesn't want to go anywhere after all this movement in his career, right? I mean, he's uh, he's gone all over the place, and I think he just wants to play some ball, and he's already kind of settled into this West Virginia thing. Um, you know, there was some thought that maybe Michigan would get involved, you know. Uh, but Josh Eiler, man, the new head coach, I assume the new head coach, <laughs> Which is for all intents and purposes, right. uh, at least, uh, you know, for his, his name's on the door, anyway. <laughs> yeah. yeah, his name's on the door. Uh, I mean, we know he's a talented scorer, he's gonna be super fresh. Um, man, you look at the squad, man. Like, I learned able to keep Jesse Edwards, Kurt Teresa, Raekwon Battle, even picked up Quince Lazinski, who we talked about the whole St. John's mess where he came over from Iona to join Patino. Uh, <laughs> Patino gets another guy. Quinn heads out, and then like 48 hours later, he's on this West Virginia squad, and you're like, wait, two, three weeks ago, a mm-hmm. month ago, we were like, man, is, are they going to be able to salvage it? They basically got everyone back except for Trey Mitchell, um, <laughs> who went out the door, and uh, Joe Toussaint. So I don't know, man. Uh, just a weird, weird, weird year, uh, off season at least for West Virginia. We'll see what happens during the year. What are your thoughts, man? Yeah, this is still a top 20 roster, um, yeah. and Eiler can probably right the ship with the talent that's there. It's uh, This is going to – I think West Virginia is going to hit the ground running this year and could be one of those teams that were like 16-1, and 17-2, and two, like – and then maybe, you know, that might be – maybe let's go 30. The band, the band of brothers? The, like the... Maybe, yeah, yeah. Maybe like they could be like 12-2, and 13-2, and, and, and really like be a top 10 team – Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, heading into conference play or, you know, January or whatever. And then yeah, right I don't know. Effect. <laughs> oh, yeah. You're going to get me going right now. I'm Terry, man. <laughs> well, I'm just like, saying, I'm, he, say, he kind of saved yeah, the mess that yeah, happened yeah, in he Texas. Did, but he did. He so did. He did. Could maybe do the same. He did. And to his credit, Rodney Terry obviously did that mid- in the middle of the season, which is even more impressive. And I should give the guy more slack, but that's just not who I am. But <laughs> – but, uh, but yeah, this is probably still a top 20 roster to start the season. And I would bet that they will get into the top 10 at some point right. before they come back nice down a little prediction. bit. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go. All right. Hey, while you're here, thanks for watching us. Make sure you hit those like and subscribe buttons. Do your part in the Green Screens Media Universe. Make sure you turn on those notification bells so you don't miss anything that we're doing. Like, oh, I knew this is what I wanted to talk about. <laughs> the waiver bit. <laughs> it is such there are no guidelines to the to the waivers. <laughs> right? And that guy of all people that should have gotten a waiver. <laughs> it just doesn't make sense. And he would deny it, it makes it makes zero sense. Uh and I and I've talked about this plenty of times, Mike. There's gonna be some people this season that I think we will not see play that are expecting to be on some of these rosters who are not going to get waivers 
that is going to be a show all on its own yeah. here on One and Done for sure. And, and, and I you're covering it. That. I'm taking. I'm taking. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm taking that portion of the season off. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you do that. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, moving on, little couple more news and notes here. Um, Xavier. Oh well, say this name, I mean, man. <laughs> uh, yeah, hold on. Let me uh, let me get this one. We're gonna go. We're gonna go. Yiddish Namiksha. Yeah. Yiddish Namiksha. Yiddish Namiksha. Yeah, it is. And uh, I, I, because I'm having such a hard time saying it, I can't put him in like all world. I gotta learn it first. <laughs> That's all. Once it flows man. off the tongue. Once it flows off the tongue. Which we're gonna hear it because he's playing for Xavier. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's 21 year old Mike that's committed to the 23 2023 class. Excuse me. Yeah. For Xavier. Yeah, and he's gonna be available immediately. Six seven. I uh, just watched some YouTube film on him uh, the other day, and I mean, yeah, great. It's just his highlights, right? But um, <laughs> yeah, he looks like he can he can play some ball, be an impact player at that age too. Uh, you look at kind of what he's done in early in his career. I mean. His team won the NKL championship, and he was the final four MVP. So you know he's got some talent. Um, with the recent news, and we talked about this, I believe it was last show, uh, with Jerome Hunter, um, we don't know what's going on with him. He's just out. Um, obviously, with college athletics, you don't – you know, maybe not going to quite get the entire, you know, story. But, uh, you know, he's out for the foreseeable future. Who knows what's going to happen with that. And then we know we've talked about it, Jay. Uh, Zach Freeman to the last couple of years, man, just injury after injury. So this is a guy that could come right in. Um, you know, he's got his professional experience can come right in and, and play some meaningful minutes. Lost a lot of starters on that Musketeer team. Mike, sure. minutes to go around, right? Um, you yeah. know, I don't know. This is – you always you, I, we both watched some highlights of this guy and not one time in all the highlights that we watched – could we get a clear pronunciation of his name? I feel like maybe. That, <laughs> I mean, I tried, but uh, it just didn't happen that way. But uh, obviously, a quality player, lots yeah. of experience. We talk about these coaches wanting experience, Mike, on their rosters, and you you get somebody that counts as you know a part of your recruiting class, and is twenty one years old and just comes on right in and is going to play probably play very meaningful minutes. Yeah. Uh, I think you've got to be really pleased there. Uh, on that campus. Lastly, Mike, before we close out the news and notes, the Colonial <laughs> is no more. <laughs> See ya. They're, the they're going by the Coastal. It's still the CAA, but Mike, now it's the Coastal. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so when you look into this, it's like, why the name change? So they're <laughs> describing this as they put it in to reflect the expansion and modernization of the league this feels like uh you know <laughs> like u.s history uh back in fourth grade i don't know do you care about this man <laughs> yes yeah. i care for i care about it for one reason because when i think of like the colonial if i think of the word <laughs> colonial i think of like the dude on the oatmeal tin the quaker oats guy like that's Absolutely. old old white dude yeah right yeah. And, and you don't Jager. necessarily that's not <laughs> That's not, that's not necessarily when you talk about um, wanting to modernize. Colonial is not exactly a modern word, so I get it. You want to you want to get in with the times. You want to hop in. Coastal actually, it does have a nice ring to it. I'm gonna give them credit for that. Um, right. This is just one of those things where 
Um, it's just funny. I, I, it's just funny. I don't know. Like, yeah, it's just... I mean, but it's this is what we're talking about right now. It's the silly season, right? And yeah, we're, t- yeah, we're trying to figure sure. this out. But hey, it's good. It's not like it's going to take a bunch of getting used to. It's not like I was talking about the Colonial Conference. Well, hey, you know, you know, or, you know it's, go this ahead. is better than maybe the Big 14 or like the Big 10 having 14 teams or, you know. Yeah. <laughs> The Big 12 has 10 teams. The Big 10 has 14. The Pac-12 has 27. The, the Big 10 has 40, and they all got into the tournament somehow last season. Like, yeah, so I mean, I right now. So, yeah, we got bigger fish to fry than the uh, the colonial to the coastal. <laughs> God, call me coastal, baby. Let's do there it. Goes, hey, man, for sure. appreciate y'all hanging out with us tonight. Make sure you hit those like and subscribe buttons. Of course – your part in that green screens media universe we're trying to grow this thing yeah, don't man, forget yeah don't forget get over to drroto.com right now you can find mike's work in college basketball over there for free follow free i believe it is for <laughs> either way <laughs> go ahead and check that guy's work out real fast over at drroto.com and fantasy football season's coming up as well. We know you're looking for your site, your sort of, you know, what you're wanting to, you know, what you're wanting to grab onto there for your fantasy football needs. Make sure you hit over to drroto.com to do that. All right, Mike, let's move on now out of the news yeah. and notes. Let's what else we down. got cooking tonight? Got some, got some breakout candidates. Ah, here, yes, Mike. we did this. Uh, we did this last show where we brought you guys five guys that we thought either, and this could be for different reasons, right? Um, some of this could be a role, right? A, a bigger projected role for these guys. Um, it could be, you know, a case of finding a new spot and you know maybe more of an opportunity, or this team, you know, the shrinks maybe fit this player a little bit more. So. Uh, yeah, and we'll see what's uh, we'll see what's going on here. But uh, we'll start it off here, man. Um, I'll throw it on here. Chance Westry, the uh, the guard here. He's an Auburn transfer, headed over to Syracuse. He's 6'6", 190 pounds. Last year we didn't get to see a lot of him. Um, only played eleven games uh, for that Auburn squad. So obviously his uh, you know stats aren't going to jump off the page, but. Uh, Average 9.3 minutes, um, 2.5 points, and one assist. He was a top 50 consensus recruit the prior year. So, you know, uh, we know about that Auburn squad. It was pretty loaded. And now he's coming over to Syracuse. Uh, We know new coach Autry. You know, he's got his work cut out for him. Uh, The Bayheim situation towards the end there, right? Like he had some talented players, obviously, but – just really couldn't put it all together at the end. So Coach Autry's got his work cut out for him. And I think this is an opportunity for some of these guys to come in. Uh, you know, with Westry coming in, you expect to, you know, probably see him in the starting lineup um, along with Judah Mintz, which was a uh, a huge return for, for Syracuse there. So Westry and Mintz could prove to be a, a solid first-year backcourt for Coach Autry. And uh, yeah, I'm expecting to uh, to see some some nice things out of Westry. I don't think we got to see enough of him last year. So yeah, new coach, new coach Autry, man. We'll see what he can do with this guy. There's a handful of guys, Mike, that we're always talking about. That mm-hmm. if they just got the minutes, right? If they just saw the floor. I'm yeah. not saying that, th- that you know Westry. You know, I don't know. Here's the deal. 
9.3 minutes isn't enough for anybody <laughs> to really prove themselves, right? right. So got to get him a little bit more than that, and we'll see what goes on here. Um, obviously, Syracuse, man, like, it's just like it, it, it feels like the Mac Brown, end of the Mac Brown era at Texas, the way that Behan, it just sort of started to go down a little bit. And, um, you know, maybe maybe Autry can get him back to, to power. Let's move on now, Mike, um, down here to the third coast and talk about a forward for those Houston no Cougars. Yo, Cougars, oh, Javier Francis, man. 6'8", 235, played 35 games last year, um, like Westry, played very little minutes, so very little role here, played 10 minutes a game, averaged 4.3 points, 3.5 rebounds and just over a block shot a game. Look, he's been a bench piece for his first few seasons in college. Uh, but this year, there's not a lot of front court depth for this Houston team. Um, one of the few weaknesses, um, they did very well in the transfer portal at the wing and guard position. Uh, but he's going to challenge to start alongside Juwan Roberts, who had a nice breakout uh, year last year. So uh, I don't know, Jay. Um you know, they're here in our, our area. Uh, what are your thoughts on Houston and how maybe Francis could uh, could break out here? They've had a run of big man, right? You know, Walker White. Let's see yeah. if Francis can step up next, you know, to Roberts. And, yeah. uh, you know, let's let's see what, what can what can go on there for the Cougars. Obviously, a team that's had some success recently, right? And a team <laughs> yeah. that's looking to, to – yeah, big time. And, and a team that's looking to – to sustain that uh moving on now brooks barnheiser the guard from northwestern yeah. mike 6'6 215 you love that size there's a little bit of everything shoots free throws well 7.6 uh points 4.9 boards a game in 24.2 minutes had some of that opportunity there last year right. Mike. that wasn't necessarily the issue but the usage maybe wasn't there where you would mm. want it to be if you were if you were him if you were a barnheiser fan i guess if you will <laughs> So uh, what's the deal? How's, how's it going to be different this year for him? Yeah, well, Northwestern, they're getting Boo Booey back, uh, which was a huge piece. We thought Chase Adige would all come world back. Name, by the yeah, way. all-world all name. <laughs> we thought Chase Adige potentially could come back and they could run that backcourt uh, back again and be one of the better teams in the Big Ten. Adige decides to uh, to go to the draft. And, yeah, that uh, we'll, we'll see. Good luck to the young man um, in his professional career. But – Hey, when one door closes, one opens. I think Barnheiser, I mean, just a really solid basketball player. I mean, should be a top option on this team next year. And uh yeah, I, I don't know, man. What are your uh what are your thoughts on old Northwestern here and uh how Barnheiser could maybe see a little more run? For this, it is just a matter of of having more of an expanded role. Okay. Yeah. This is this is much more about him getting that run and you know being able to sort of just get that opportunity, right? 24 minutes a game, you say, well, you got run. Right. doesn't Off always work that way, though, right? Mm -hmm. It doesn't always work that way. You're not always in that, that first option or whatever. So um, basically, yeah, let's see if he can get a little bit more run there. And uh, excited to see his role expand a little bit there. Let's move mm -hmm. over to the West Coast, the West Coast. which <laughs> may be the best coach first from college basketball. This season, Tyler Bilodeau forward for Oregon State, 6'9", 220, which is basically the same size as Barnheiser. Honestly, I mean, it's just it's it's amazing how talented these guys are. 
and how they play these different roles with right. basically the same body. It's it's interesting to see how that as pans out. Even more so now when we're seeing the six eight six nine guards, Mike. Right? They can, <laughs> yeah. they can, and 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 that's at every level, uh, especially in the pros. Right? We're seeing the much more you know the, the bigger the bigger guys are really dominating play in terms yeah. of guard play. I used to have those smaller guys, obviously, but uh, we're, we're talking about some some bigger guys tonight. Billado, forward from Oregon State, 6'9", 220, 32 games last season, 19.6 minutes, so just under 27 points and four boards a game. So, I mean, not. I guess Oregon State, like, they they have an opportunity here to, to boost. Yeah. Uh, maybe, you know, like – to give it, you know, to make, take that next step, I guess. So yeah, uh, man, they're, you, uh, they're down in, down in the dumps and with a with a reloaded um, pack twelve. It's going to be a, it's gonna be pretty tough, but really like the way Billado played, especially man, he came on really strong towards the end of the year. Um, that was just his freshman year, so you know he's he's going to be entering his sophomore year. And really, when you look up and down this roster, I mean. <clears throat> You know, Glenn Taylor's out the door. Uh, he's just one of the more known commodities uh, on this Oregon State squad. So, uh, yeah, I'm looking for Bilodeau, maybe be a 12-7 and seven guy. Uh, we'll see, right? I mean, it's, that's more of a breakout than seven points and four rebounds. But, uh, yeah, uh, the last guy on the list, man, I'll just dive right in here, is, uh, is Damian Collins. Uh, he's a forward transferring from Kentucky, uh, going to LSU. And, man, this guy is a, a freak athlete. He's 6'9", 210. Uh, last year with Kentucky, not a lot of run. Eight minutes a game, two points, two boards, uh, essentially. But a guy that we've talked about a few times this offseason, I mean, he's a former five-star McDonald's All-American. Uh, the path to playing time is there, and I think that's obviously what he's looking for, obviously getting back closer to home with some uh, – with some circumstances that, uh, you know, he has to deal with personally. But when you look at it, you know, Baby Shaq is gone. Sean Phillips uh, headed out to Arizona State. K.J. Williams, one of our favorites, uh, he is now gone. So that front court uh, has opened up. Uh, we do have Will Baker transferring in as well uh, from uh, Nevada. So obviously some a, a big that we're used to from, you know, what has it been, three, four years now, starting off here in Austin as a five-star big man. So it's kind of a case for Coach McMahon, like two former five-star, uh, you know, big men. They can play next to each other. You know, one can play the four, the other can play the five. And, uh, man, if he can unlock the potential with, with both of these guys, I know we've seen a little bit of it from uh, from Baker. But, man, I want to see it from Collins because I think he's going to be a, a lot of fun here. Yeah. Hope we get to see him in an opportunity. I mean, obviously, this is a uh... – just could be a major push for McMahon there, you know. Yeah, we could, year two. Maybe, we could maybe see that, you know, in year two. So let's go ahead and see what uh, Collins can do there. And uh, we don't always hear about the the Kentucky transfers, like the the heralded guys that go to Kentucky that leave, and then they just. Oh, it's like we we think because they were recruited by uh, they were recruited by Kentucky that that just means that they're going to go somewhere and and be an instant star. So I think it's tough 
to, you know, sort of see how this or think about how this is going to translate. And you see it didn't necessarily pan out in, you know, eight minutes a game. That's it's, but it's hard to get on the floor there. Right. So, yeah, absolutely, I mean, man. I mean, basically, <laughs> you got a guy just, there named Shibwe <laughs> taking up yeah, 40 minutes kinda, a game. Kind of hard to do that. So, <laughs> um, yeah. Let's see how it goes for them. But obviously, man, big, big things coming. They're, they're hoping for big things down there in Baton Rouge for Baton. those Tiger Go Tigers. <laughs> go Tigers. All right. Gentlemen and ladies hanging out with us and watching tonight. I got I'm all over the place here, guys. What are we doing? We gotta get we gotta we gotta we gotta we gotta hire these uh, these tech guys a little bit. <laughs> Well, you spent we it all on your uh, your. I spent it all on my graphics, <laughs> all on my graphics, my guys. What is going on? Even I don't even know what's happening here. The uh, the conductor's corner, man. You spent all that money the other day, it's, and it's all the damn money. <laughs> spent all the damn money. It's gone. It's gone. All right, let's move on now. We did mid major. Oh no, we did. Uh, we were doing breakouts there. Let's move on now to mid majors. But before we do, make sure you hit those like and subscribe buttons. Smash those notification bells. Do your thing in that green screens media universe. We would appreciate it very much here. Five mid-major players to watch. Moving forward, Mike, let's start with George Washington guard, James Bishop, 6'2", 180, 32 games last season, 37.7 minutes. This is a guy that was not short on run at all. 21.6 points, 5.2 assists per game last season for George Washington. Sounds like somebody we should have been paying more attention to before <laughs> last year, and now he's got our attention for sure. Oh, yeah, absolutely, man. He's coming off of one of the best seasons in school history. So, like, it's cool, man. Like, you watch some of his off-season interviews that he's done with local news stations, and he talks about, you know, how he wants to come back, get his degree, uh, finish out. He's a guy that can – do it all offensively, right? I mean, 21 points, five assists. I think I saw a stat that he's the first player um, in school history to uh, to average that since 2003. It might have been A-10 history, to be completely honest with you. You just don't find a lot of guys that are able to fill it up that much and to still be able to create. I mean, this guy is uh, <laughs> you know, basically putting up 30 points or creating 30 points. So... Uh, this is absolutely uh, awesome here. But, uh, yeah, man, um, the team didn't fare so well last year, Jay. Uh, what do you think about him coming back, man? Somebody we got to pay attention to, obviously. They went 16-16 and 16 last year. This is one of those things where if they can find a way to get into the tournament, like he can really cement a legacy there. And somebody – some it's another, another place that switched their names from Colonials – George Washington is now the revolutionaries. Is this what I'm I'm hearing? I'm getting this into my ear right now. <laughs> revolutionaries used to be colonial. Everybody's getting away from colonial. The word colonial, anything that sounds like colonial or looks like colonial, <laughs> you know, is it, that's just to get that in my ear right now. So we'll see how that goes. But yeah, this is an opportunity for a mid-major um, guy to really like, you know, Max Acemas did. Yeah. Uh, this is a guy, George Washington, that has an opportunity to really uh, leave a legacy behind. Let's move on now to Albany. Jonathan Beagle, the forward, 6'9", 240. There's a little bit of beef there. 31 games last season, 31.6 minutes, 12.4 uh, points, 7.5 boards, 
per pretty strong freshman season last year, Mike, and, and it's probably just going to go up from there for Beagle. Yeah, man, and he's someone that uh, <laughs> dipped a toe into the old transfer portal waters, but decided to come back, and he's a hometown kid, so that's pretty cool. Um, you know, a lot of times we see <laughs> these guys just jump in, go get that NIL money or get a bigger opportunity. Uh, Beagle's someone that's at least going to stick around for uh, one more game or one more season, and 12 points, seven and a half rebounds as a freshman, man. That is pretty solid. I mean, I'm expecting a big leap. Uh, we'll see. I mean, we'll see if he can can take it up even another notch. I mean, is 15 and 9, 16 and 9, um, maybe challenge for a double double. I don't think that's uh I don't think that's out of the question, man. So uh cool to see that for Beagle. Um, you love the size, as you like to say, Jay. But uh, yeah, tremendous freshman year, man. Um, what are your thoughts on uh, the the crowd seeing Beagle out there again for his hometown team? Cool to see a guy in a time where there's eighteen hundred people in D one <laughs> and another thousand or whatever below that in divisions that entered the portal. Um, it's cool to see a guy stay home, right? This is sort of sort of stories that you see on. Uh, the sports reporters on Sunday mornings, like Mitch, <laughs> Mitch album and uh, Bob Ryan or whatever, you know, those old guys that would sit around on Sunday morning and talk about the true, the feel good stories. And this could be one of them. You know, we like to see that guy, um, the guy stay home and he's very talented as well. So let's move on now. The guard from UC Davis, Elijah Pepper, 6'4", 231 games last season for UC Davis, 35 and a half minutes. 22 and a half points, six boards, three and a half dimes, 1.6 steals. Like our guy Eric the Blue says, he can chip <laughs> and he can dip. Absolutely. A little bit there from Pepper. Um, this guy's a bucket, Mike. Yeah. I mean, he broke the single season scoring record for UC Davis. So I would say he's a bucket, but man, he doesn't only just score, he's a good rebounder, a willing passer. Pretty active defensively when you look at that 1.6 steals per game. So Pepper is someone uh, that you really got to look at here, man. Um, <clears throat> so pretty pretty excited to see that. A um, couple, couple of guys here at the uh, end of our run here, Jay. Uh, you know, Tyler Thomas from Hofstra. He's 6'3", 200. Uh, you know, another guy that can really score after 16.5 points, 40% from three. Like this Hofstra team, we talked about it last year, really Aaron Estrada um, was the, the main cog here. But, man, Thomas is excellent. He's a great outside shooter, like we just talked about. I mean, 40% from three. I mean, he's going to be the man this year now that, uh, you know, Estrada's headed over to Alabama. So I expect uh, Tyler Thomas to take another step forward. Uh, and then <clears throat> Trey Townsend uh, from Oakland, man, uh, 6'6", 230. Average 16 and 8. Uh, another kid that – cool story, Jay. I mean, both parents played at Oakland, could have gone to a Power 5, comes back. You expect them to be dominant. Man, I, I like I like these two guys and Thomas and Townsend. Uh, what are your thoughts on these kids? Oh, got you on mute. Sorry, with Townsend, with Townsend specifically, like 52% from the field, but 39% from three. Like that gets it done. You know, and it, if he gets any better, you know, you get into that 40 to 41 percent from three range. That's that's ice water, man. You love to see that. And yeah, Thomas, I'd like to see him create a little bit more this year. Yeah, that's great. 16 and a half points a game for Thomas. Um, 
maybe stay there, but get a couple more dimes every once in a while, man. That'd be nice to see. So these are, these are guys, again, if you're watching one and done on a regular basis and you're catching what we're doing, you're catching what Mike's doing over at drrodo.com with college basketball, you know about these guys most likely, or you've heard us talk about them at some point. Like, And if you haven't, then – you know, this is what we're here for, and we appreciate y'all hanging out with us and talking mid-majors, talking transfer portals. Make sure y'all leave us a comment and let us know, you know, who you if there's a mid-major star that we missed, make sure you hop in those comments and let us know the live chat, the comments afterwards. We love to get comments afterward and reply to those as well. So head on over to YouTube.com, smash those like and subscribe buttons. However it is that you're watching tonight, we appreciate you for sure. And that's a little bit of the mid-major talk not the mid-major minute not that our guy uh you know that our guy el capitan does but <laughs> definitely some mid-major talk and we don't shy away from that here on one and done for sure mike it's been it's been hectic over here i'm sure you got <laughs> watching me on this screen frantically move around and uh you know luckily luckily we had uh somebody that's not ever too far away uh step in a little bit and help clean it up towards the end so we appreciate our guy eric the blue who did not get in the comments this time but that's okay um <laughs> maybe next time we appreciate that mike uh anything else you want to say before we wrap up tonight yeah man previews are coming man they're coming um man we're gonna have a small pop here from the transfer portal uh <laughs> with the summer classes ending so We'll get you guys covered on all that, man. But, uh, yeah, we're here to, to give it all, man. We're going to talk about, um, you know, we talked about these mid-major guys. Like, I want to spend some more time on these guys because, you know, they deserve the, the spotlight, and you'll know who these guys are come March. Like, you know, like how big was it, you know, having us follow? Uh, I think when we did our uh, mid-major preview, we did 10 teams. I think six of them made it to the dance, and we were talking about guys like Max A. Smith. We were talking about, uh, you know, uh, you know, FAU was in there. We were talking about their team. So uh, just cool to, you know, give these guys a little bit of shine. You don't necessarily see that, uh, you know, on some of the biggest stages. So definitely cool to do that. And we want to continue doing that. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. Thanks for sticking with us tonight through some production stuff on my end. <laughs> you know, trying to push the buttons and do all that stuff is, uh, you know, got an appreciation for that for sure. And it doesn't help when you're, you know, when your production material sort of crashes in the middle of what's going on as well. So shout out again to our guy, Eric, for, for hopping on in a pinch and helping us out there. Um, shout out to you guys for watching us tonight. Shout out to my guy, Julio Rodriguez, that I just traded for in the keeper league that I'm in with Mike and Eric, who hit two bombs tonight. Shout out to my guy, Jackson Shellstad, future Pac-12 newcomer of the year. And shout out to you for hanging out with us tonight on One and Done. Make sure you push all those buttons. And don't forget to get this bread, baby. Thanks for stopping by the office. Get your fantasy prescription by subscribing to the channel and checking out drrodo.com. And until the next visit, be well and take care.